All right. Uh, I believe we're live. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is the uh, Guys Who Don't Know NFTs Talk About NFTs show. I, I, that rolls out of my tongue, but I can't say the acronym version of it yet. <laughs> the acronym is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think by the time we, we figure that out, it'll, we, we, uh, we've made it, dude. <laughs> yes. um well i mean uh we've uh, this is our third episode uh we haven't been canceled yet so this is a success and um <laughs> my name is paul for those who don't know i, I am a uh, restaurant owner and i consult for restaurant chains uh and i'm also working on an nft project uh called the crypto badger clan uh, it's meant to help uh, entrepreneurs and salespeople who aren't familiar with nfts uh get it's kind of like the gateway drug uh, just making it more accessible and approachable, uh, not too overly techy, and still be able to benefit them. So uh, that's me. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to hand it over to you. <laughs> yes, uh, cancel culture in the comment section. <laughs> Already? <laughs> uh, go ahead, Kevin, man. Let, let, let the world know who, who, how awesome you are and who you are, dude. Yeah. Hey, guys. My name is Kevin. Um, I am a big foodie, uh, first of all. I just love food and community. Um, I'm in the world of a lot of marketing, event activation through uh, Secret Sauce Society, which is a newer brand name that we've been using. And uh, basically just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of fun events and brand collaborations is what we focus on. And other than that, um, you know, come from a very different space. Originally, e-commerce logistics, we still do that. Um, it's a lot of fun, a lot of merch and stuff like that. And then, um, but in the last... Since November, I guess, life has just been flipped upside down, just full time focusing on Web3 projects. Even though I have all this other stuff going on, I'm just constantly trying to tie in uh, NFTs, Web3 and the future of just what we're all doing. And it's super exciting. Oh, it, it is. I, I find myself having um, I used to have really good time management until Web3 happened. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> uh, so, so I, I'm going to constantly make you give you pressure every episode. Um, oh, are you able to share a little more morsels of what you what you've got working on? Uh, yes. Okay. So I can I can openly talk about what the project is, but the name I still have to wait. Um, I think it's because. Okay. <laughs> we're so close though so okay so where our nft collection is today is the uh the blockchain the the contracts are done uh we've created some really exciting pre you know pre we're doing a, a very different strategy uh we're doing even a pre minting before even the whitelist to the public because of what we're trying to accomplish and the arts went through three different iterations because we were being so picky <laughs> that last one that i showed you paul it doesn't look like that anymore really actually, at all we didn't we ended up not liking it and i think we wanted it to be even more simplistic and we wanted it to evoke more emotion like whether it's well, this well, the emotion that we're evoking now is kind of funny, and that's that's kind of the direction we went. So I will definitely show you that later on. <laughs> um, but yeah, we wanted to go more in that direction, and then it all revolves around the world of food and the future of the food space. And I, I just the more and more I learn about what we could do, it's extremely exciting. It really, it really is. Like. Um, yeah, there's some crazy like thoughts that I have about it too now that when I talk about it, it almost sounds like I'm stoned or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm gonna totally share about that later later today for sure. Like I want to talk about that, which I think it's gonna be really crazy. The space that's just changing everything. So well, that's so cool. Well, if it, the first iteration of your artwork that I got to see a sneak peek of, and it looks like someone also wants to see behind the scenes. So uh, I, uh, Surya, you're Botox. <laughs> Who is this? Who is this person? <laughs> Anyways, oh, dude, that that one of our my favorite community members. Uh, very very engaged. Um, uh, I highly recommend. Oh, well, I mean, hopefully, uh, can I disclose that uh, because of our 
work together. And because I wanted to give all of my holders uh, as many incentives as possible, I, I'm trying to work with you and your team about getting uh, them automatically whitelisted for your project because what I think you're doing is incredible. Uh, and so, yes, you will hopefully get to see behind the scenes. Uh, but I will. Uh, but I want to backtrack. Uh, the artwork uh, for the first iteration was so cool already. It was very reminiscent of like, the old style cartoons. Yes, oh, it was. We went a 1930s direction originally because we want to do like an homage with like Disney and those old like feel good cartoons. Yeah. But then we also kind of we kind of moved away from that a little bit because we were thinking like like bigger picture what it would look like at our real life activations because a lot of what we're doing is about bridging the two spaces, right? The world that everybody that's not part of NFTs in Web3, you know, the community calls them normies. And then a lot of the people that see that all this like flipping and all this crazy stuff going on, they call NFT holders degens, right? So there's all these degenerates and normies that need to kind of come together. And a lot of that is in the real life space because we all have to eat. We all have to hang out. We all want to learn. And community is really important. So because of all those different factors... You know, we focused on um, art that was going to really celebrate that in the future. And you'll see why when I show you. <laughs> okay, you and your, you're really good master storyteller, dude. You leave me hooking for the next chapter. <laughs> I'm totally going to. I guess we got to yeah. keep the show going. So yeah. we did make one point, though, um, about how the more you learn about the space, the more you're like, holy cow, like what's possible? Mm. Um, I will say that I've caught myself delaying my crypto badger clan i mean i'm also having you know just making sure the contracts are right and the block the, everything is infused into the blockchain properly but i do find myself like every time i learn something new i'm like oh my gosh my holders would love this oh my gosh my 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 holders would love this oh my gosh this this and that and if if i'm always just chasing more incentives for the holders and i don't launch then 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 they're not going to get any of that mm -hmm. um, so you know, I'm trying to stay focused on like, I need to focus on the launch now uh, to where everybody, I, my holders actually get to finally get to hold an NFT and then, and then work on engineering the value later. Yeah. So not, yeah. not all the, not, you don't have to have all the pieces figured out. Of course, there needs to be a base, but um, just wanted to throw that out there. Cause yeah, the, the, the opportunities for adding value to the NFTs is like endless, right? It's, it's insane. It, it, yeah, it really is. And uh yeah, I think that's so, so, so important because like, I guess as traditional business uh, guys like me and you, we just feel like, you know, we try to avoid flying a plane and building it, right? Like that whole that analogy people always say, I guess we try to avoid some of that as much as possible, but definitely in this space, there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah. The normies are the humdrums. <laughs> I don't know what a humdrum is. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Can you explain what the humdrum is while, while, while we're continuing on? Um, but yeah, the, I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I actually wanted to, um, did you have a, a next topic you wanted to bring up or I had something that I wanted to bring up? No, no, no. Yeah, just keep going. You got a good flow. Um, so so something something unfortunate happened over the weekend. Yes. This and is actually, very important. I, I actually have a, a sad story too. I got, mm. rug, I got rug pulled too. Mm. Um so, but I'll, I'll let you kind of share what exactly happened because the moment you posted it, I, I got super heartbroken, dude. I, I sorry mm -hmm. to hear that, dude. But um, yeah. you kind of share what happened because you mentioned yes. that you want to kind of share that with the, the, the community. Yes. Um, another, a, a, a big piece of this space is that as we get into the world of, you know, uh, this decentralized world, this current new space, it's not as regulated, just like going into any new space like cannabis or anything exciting. And when technology first in the Web2 space, when it was all new, regulation is, is, is what is good and bad, right? And so you got to take it with a grain of salt is that – so what happened over the weekend is I went on a family vacation. And during my family vacation, I noticed something was wrong with my – so there's a – on the app Twitter, you could attach your NFTs and it gives you a little hexagon. It's like cool. You could attach your wallet there. Um, I noticed that my hexagon disappeared and something was wrong with my Twitter account. So I thought that was a little weird. Um, and I had trouble 
logging my wallet onto my Twitter Blue. And I was going to dig deeper, but I knew that if I were to go in a rabbit hole that night and continue to look up everything because I had a sinking feeling on Friday, I did. I decided, you know, I'm going to go against it. I'm just going to focus on um, my family vacation because I want to be present, which I think is very important for everyone listening. Having the, your family only wants your presence. They don't care about anything else, right? And so, like, for me, like, I just wanted to focus – on my 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 wife and my family and so sunday night when i got back from the trip um i then opened up everything uh just to prep for monday and look through everything and sure enough um i lost a significant amount of uh of money from my uh, digital wallet from my metamask wallet at the time and it was through meaning they just stole everything and drained my account and took my nfts and so it was very discouraging. I was very upset because, you know, anytime you feel, you know, when you're like literally robbed, like it's not a good feeling. You feel very violated. Yeah. But what's really important I learned from this lesson is, you know, just how to really protect yourself going into this space. And I think we could definitely spend some time talking about security. And if anything, I'm just going to view this very hard, expensive lesson as an opportunity, not to only teach myself and my team, but to teach others of the importance of protecting oneself and not frivolously, you know, going into a space that does have a lot of money just floating around. And that will bring all types of people, you know, and um, it is what it is. And I definitely take more of the, this is a learning thing for me. And it was quite an expensive lesson that I got to experience. So hopefully no one else has to pay. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I like, I, I know, I know some of the NFTs that you have that you were, that you invested in. Like, I mean, you also had like mutant apes, right? And, yeah. uh, and, and it sucked because even if you were to get it again, like you wouldn't get the same one, the one you had like yeah. this connection with, you know? So, Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, it's that it's because it is one of one. You do kind of go, oh man, that does kind of suck. And and you know, it is you know that's that's the crazy part when you create all this intrinsic value. You also do get it's strange. You do get attached to some of these uh, pieces as well. And so, you know, it it happens. And when it happens, it's um, it's been great. The community showed up in their you know sympathies and they tried to you know help. It was amazing of how much I learned all in the forty eight hour span of just how many people just showed me all these tools and different ways to check what's going on, what to do, how to secure things properly, um, how to do your best to not uh, get into this situation. And so now I'm going to take all that knowledge and just tell as many people as you're entering the space, this is some of the basics that need to be done. And it's, it's definitely a must as soon as you could, you know, afford to do so to create more security. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, it's funny we we had a conversation with uh, yes, sir. Yes, sending you virtual hugs, my friend. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, um, we actually had a pretty like deep discussion in in the Discord about security as well. Because mm -hmm. I think like what is it? There's a bunch of mirrors now, and everything looks so similar to each other. So real. They'll misspell things by one word. Um, people will create complete identities where it just looks exactly like something else um it it could be the smallest thing from a website you visited like three months ago yeah you know you, you just never know and so it's yeah so i'll go over the basics because i saw that adam adam uh asked the question what tools are available currently i'm gonna i think i think we should just start with best practices first yeah. um Correct. i think number one is the moment you go on discord you will get dms galore <laughs> All, just like social media anywhere else your your dms will start popping up from the server as well sometimes when you get a direct message no one will direct message you with whitelist opportunities and opportunities to buy anything if anyone dms you and you don't know them and they do that um please just block the message and report a spam and leave it there no one's going to dm you like th that's not even part of the process 
I will not DM anyone and go, hey, do you want to get on my whitelist? I'm not going to do that. We're going to build an organic relationship and then I'm going to, we're going to become friends, be in our communities and then talk to each other. I'm not going to DM you. That's not a thing. In 99.9% of collections, a DM will lead to fraud. So please do not answer to any of those. Um, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it doesn't matter. Just, just be very, very wary of that. And now there's technology where they could just strip your digital wallets immediately just from opening up the DMs. Um, that's one very easy uh, practice to avoid. Uh, number two is any type of uh, website links that link you to any websites that have these, again, these promises that's not done by the actual company um, in the server themselves or, again, through a relationship built. Um, please don't click those links because that will also immediately, um, there's ways where they can attach your wallet immediately. It's actually bonkers. Um, I've learned so much about that. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And yeah. then, um, and then attach, and then your meta, your, whatever wallet you're using and attaching it to anything, uh, be very wary of which websites you visit and attach it to. And if you feel any feeling that, wait, I just attached it or clicked on something, I don't feel comfortable. In the next 24 hours, you should, you should literally deplete your wallet to a brand new wallet. You should just do it. Even if you feel, have this small inkling of a feeling, you should do that. Um, other best practices is you could have multiple digital wallets. So definitely um, spread, spread the love around a little bit. Maybe there's an active wallet that's trading all the time and there's a, a wallet that's just kind of storing things. And yeah. so the one that stores things, just don't connect that to anything, you know, um, so that you could just have that kind of privately to the side. And then finally, um, you're going to get these phrases whenever you get wallets, these like 12 word phrases. I genuinely think like, you know, those phrases should not be uh, screenshotted, saved on your phone or anything digital. You should just write it physically on a piece of paper and that piece of paper should be shared literally with no one. Um, maybe your wife, just because you trust and love them. But other than that, should be put away separately because the moment it's uh, virtual uh, virtu or digitally saved on your laptop or on your phone, technically your wallet is compromised because that's a weak link where somebody with a phishing tool could find that image and still get into your wallet months later. It's bonkers. And uh, I've heard of some crazy, crazy stories, um, veteran uh, people in Web3 getting jacked of millions, losing like nine board apes and things like that. That happened recently. It's, yeah. just, it's just so crazy. And so those are just practices that are in place um, for all of those things. Those are uh, practices. And then we could talk about um, the tools and things like that. Yeah, I, I think... I think the veterans are scared because I think the veterans also, it's interesting. Like um, you, you tend to trust it too much. Right. Yeah. And you just kind of let your guard down um, after what happened with, with you. Uh, I mean, I actually went back and I'm just like double checking all the websites because now it's not just for, it's not like, for example, metamask.io. Uh, if you accidentally go to metamask.com, just out of like sheer habit, like you, you go to the wrong site and you connect your wallet to the wrong thing. Uh, and also with Twitter, I noticed that a lot of people are so used to seeing there's two names, right? There's the Kevin CEO. And then, and then sometimes uh, there's a different type of Twitter handle, but you're so focused on the Kevin CEO that you just trust it immediately. And then you just start connecting your wallet to it. Mm -hmm. um, and in uh, every time I'm going to a site now, I'm like double checking: is this the right site that's connected to it? Is this the right Twitter account that's connected to, uh, you know, 10,000, 20,000 followers, or is this the one that's connected to 32 people or four people? Um, so it's it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I've seen a lot of false uh, IDs everywhere in social. I've seen that quite often. Like it's kind of crazy; they just replace you. And I think that's. That's why, you know, I know social media platforms, they use the verification check as a status. I think they need to kind of fall away from that and actually just verify people, just normal people. I, I understand that there's a marketing play there, but I think it's more important just to protect people. And if you're really that person and I give you three forms of identification, passport, ID, whatever, and you submit it to Instagram, they should just verify you. Like it makes no sense to use 
verification as social status anymore in this day and age. Um, I don't think that's even important. Like, it's like, yo, you need to protect your community. Like, what are you guys doing? But I think they go so they go so far. They just need to go a little bit more, just for like the actual added value of. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Or maybe just like add a second badge, then just like be like influencer badge, and then like then have a regular verification badge, so people know, oh, this is a verified account. Great. You know, it's as simple as that. It's like, geez, guys. Anyway, sorry, I'm just ranting. <laughs> but um... <laughs> no, you're supposed to be. I mean. If that happens to anyone, they would want and value how angry you are, and you'll be able to kind of share that with everyone. So I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, a qu quick couple of tools. If you guys are creating a uh, NFT collection, you're preparing for tons of income very, very soon because just a collection in general just deals with a lot of money, deals with a lot of wallets, you know, et cetera. Um, so there's something called a multi sig wallet. Uh, with um, and it's it has dual keys. It's a dual key multi sig wallet that could be built from uh, blockchain coders. They can build it for you. And when you build that, um, you need two people to insert their phrase to even open it. Oh wow! So I su highly suggest that for future um, anyone that's creating a larger collection. Um, look into that. It's not that hard to do. And, and just just for an offer from me to you, Paul, if your uh, team doesn't know how to do that, I'll introduce them to my team. They can do it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll take yeah. yeah, I'd love that introduction. Yeah, so we'll definitely talk on Discord so they, they could just talk about, hey, this is what you do, your team needs to do to do that. I mean, that's a little more advanced. Now, the other side, for regular collectors that aren't getting into creating their own collection and they just love trading and they're just traders. Uh, please look at the Nano X Ledger, the hard ledger. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend that one. It's one of the better ones in the market. There's a secondary one um, that I also wrote down here to make sure that uh, people have options besides just one. And it takes about a week to come in and follow the instructions to the T. It's not that simple to set up, unfortunately, because of the protection it provides. Um, so we already did that. So some of our team members and myself, we already purchased two, set up one. We're setting up the second one now. And is it Tracer by any chance? Um, let me get the link, and then I'll just send it over to you. It was the Nano X Ledger. If you Google Nano X Ledger, oh, also please buy it from the website uh, Ledger.com. Yeah, actually, my wife. Uh shared that with me as well she said that don't buy it from like target or amazon she said there's stories of like people buying it and then buying it from there and then they 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 take the recovery phrase or something right and then they mm -hmm. return it because they don't want it anymore uh but they, they still have the recovery phrase and all that stuff that they can track it later and, and, and yeah and rob you. so the real website is where you buy it from and it's ledger.com ledger.com that's where you buy it um, the one that we purchased was the Nano X. And so that's just a tool that minimum it's like, I mean, it's like, I think it's like 140 bucks. It's not that crazy to protect your giant collection if you have a large one. So yeah. just definitely um, consider that um, for anyone that's really getting into the space and enjoying the collecting and enjoying the community. I definitely yeah. suggest it. Oh, geez sucks that we have to talk about this but yeah. it's not even the most fun part and it's probably a section unfortunately a lot of people are going to overlook because they're too excited um but yeah uh, if you're gonna yeah. map a large collection it's something you need to like really really yeah. take no 100 percent. and i'm like also i'm trying to look for the second one but there is another wallet here there's a few that work pretty well but that's the one that i learned about and so that's what we bought and we're that's the one we have experience in only because we're we already set it up so yeah um i talked to um you know eric or yeah our mm -hmm. eric, he i after what happened i also asked him i said hey what kind of ledger do you use because he's a tax cpa guy so he he's extra double triple security kind of like focus he said he likes the tracer uh t-r-e-z-o-r oh i heard that one yeah, yeah i heard that one too tracer t-r-e-z-y or yeah, easy. yeah, Z O O R. Um, I'll put in the show notes. Uh, the show notes will be ready in about two days. But um, got but, it. Uh, 
yeah, he, I, I think there's no shortage of options. It's just, we need to have, we need to take the diligence to, to do it. Right. So, right. 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 Uh, all right. Well, thank you for sharing, man. I mean, I don't even know if I would be able to share something like this so soon. <laughs> the wound, the wound you know, I, I thought about it long and hard. Like, I think this is happening pretty prevalently. Like, I yeah. think it is happening a lot more than people talk about because they feel embarrassed because, you know, usually when you're a victim of uh, anything, not community or not community, what I've seen in the past of people just blaming the victim, what did you do wrong, right? And it almost feels like they're incriminating the victim for making mistakes, yeah. Um, and so it doesn't feel good when you share because you have this fear of uh, community rejection of your your of your stupidity. Like literally, that's what you immediately. That's the first thing you'll think of. The first dark place you go to is everyone's going to think I'm dumb, like immediately. But yeah. I realized because of that mentality, not enough people bring it up, and not enough protection is created. Yeah. And instead of just being in silence about it. I want to bring this out to the light and show people that this is real and we need to create more solutions as a community and we need to not celebrate this type of behavior anywhere. And if anyone hears of this type of behavior from anyone going, oh yeah, I hacked this guy or whatever, uh, we just need to push the, that type of hacker culture to instead of boasting about how amazing they are to hey, man, that's not okay. And that goes back to ethics and why um, that type of behavior is always seen as a crime and always seen as something terrible. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, like, entertainment like glorifies that kind of stuff, right? Uh, there's movies about like <sighs> the, the hacker that was paid $10 million to help the government and crap like that. Yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And yeah, for... I like Surya said, um, actually, that's a really cool idea, though, to, to write your safe phrase in a different way um, about in, writing in a story. But, yeah, she says you feel violated. And, yeah, for every person that does share that story, there are probably like a, a thousand people who don't report it, who don't share it. Right. And, right. and it sucks because they need community to recover and they need community to build awareness so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, um, there's more people that want to help you than blame you. So I encourage anyone that's been through this, please share. And we're all here to try to figure out whether we dig and try to solve the previous issue or we we're, this community just shows up and helps. Like I've heard of guys that were really loved in their Discord community and he was like the community manager and his wallet was drained of like almost half a million dollars. And the entire community um, donated their NFTs until he got back on track. It was, it was incredible. Wow. Yeah, I don't want to like out this person, so I'm not going to talk about it. But I definitely want to say like that, that their community showed up for him, and it was an incredible story of just like building him back up from nothing. Yeah. So oh, that's really cool. Man. That's amazing. Yeah. It was really cool. That's when a community's done right. Um, yeah. I, I actually wanted to. Okay, that's actually uh, you know instead of uh, you know I, I think um, I think we you and I should maybe work on maybe some kind of article or some kind of white paper to like share all the things about security um and make yeah. it available to everyone it, it doesn't matter if it's our community or not but i think that'd be really important yeah 100%. Newbies, right we're trying to make it accessible and this doesn't help you know no it doesn't yeah i mean that's the other part if it's all about wag me right and like we all want to make it and we all want to bring this exciting new world to everyone we all have to work on it yeah you know we all have to we all have to win like, I know that sounds crazy, but it's, that's what this is, man. So. <laughs> well, nonstop until every, like that no child left behind, no kid goes hungry, like always constantly working at it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Surya has been actually uh, encouraging me to, to do a LinkedIn newsletter. Ooh. Okay. So you are the LinkedIn master as well. Um, but I was kind of, so one thing I noticed is that um, my Discord isn't like a large community, but it's an awesome community. And I, I, I noticed that other communities are filled with people who just clutter up the chat. I don't know how, if you can keep up with the everyone, every Discord service chat. I'm also noticing that there are a lot of people, I'm just realizing there's a lot of people hiring people. Cause you know, like 
this whole whitelist thing, right? The more engaged you are, the more you get on a whitelist. So there's this scam going on where people, not scam, but people are paying like, like cheap people overseas to just be on the server 24 hours a day, engaging and saying random things just to her chance to get on a whitelist. So two things happen. You're cluttering the discord with people who actually aren't even about the community. That's crazy, by the way. I've never heard of that. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, it actually, um, uh, I noticed it myself, but I couldn't really verbalize it or, 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 or make it tangible. But, you know, Giancarlo, our favorite guy that we follow, yeah. he was talking about how now there's people who pay like low cost workers overseas to just go on the Discord and just talk all day long and these random things for a chance to get whitelisted. So, so oh, man. things are broken here, right? The first one is um, you're not really even doing anything about the true community. It's just bloated crap. The moment it mints, they go away and there's no real community, right? And the second thing is that people are jumping over hoops and it's kind of like this power trip these some of these project creators have. They're like, if you retweet, if you join the Discord, if you also create this art to show how awesome you, how badly you need me, how badly you need this project and <laughs> like groveling in order to, to get up for a chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm really, it's, it's, it's frustrating to see, I think is what I'm trying yeah. to say. I don't know if you know yeah. anything or have any thoughts about that. You know, it, so the, I, it definitely always tries to start with good intention. I know that for a fact, because I, when I hear people starting their collections and I've talked to a lot of like people that went through the whole process now, and I'm looking at like the monster collections of like famous brands, like for example, Bape. You know, remember Bape T verse that we hated the T. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah. Bape, their Discord is insane. Like when you go in their general chat, it just looks like you're scrolling, like it doesn't even stop, right? And then when you look at their slow, they have a slow chat. Because they have a fast chat and a, they had to create another chat and call it slow <laughs> chat. It's not slow. It's the same thing, right? Oh, my gosh. And, and it's because they told the community, community engagement equals whitelist. Now, this is what's difficult, though. In a big brand like Bape, of course this is going to happen. I don't know how they're going to choose people, but it's probably going to be random. Like, I don't know if it's really going to be based on community activity. There's no way. There's yeah. literally no way. Unsustainable. It's unsustainable. And then that makes me also think, how are they going to ask people to whitelist? Because they're going to have to DM them. <laughs> or how, how are they going to even reach out if DMs are deleted all the time and spammed, right? Yeah. They don't what have is their solution? That. You know, are they going to create another thread room where they go, Please enter your your email, maybe. But if they do that, then it's like everybody gets your email. <laughs> so I don't really I don't have an answer to these super crazy active discords on how they're gonna get, do their whitelist. Um because I need to definitely figure that out too, because we've decided to up our collection to ten thousand uh, because of some of the brand collaborations that we've attained. Um and so it's just like, oh, man, like I don't know. Um, so there's no good solution. I just know that if you don't say organic things like, hey, just participate in X to do that, how else do you build whitelist for a large collection? I'm not too sure. There isn't the perfect solution, um, but there are some good practices, I guess. See, this is where, yeah, it's tough. I don't, I don't really have a solution either. I, I will tell you though that you know now that I'm getting closer to launching, I, I know I need to do a lot more marketing. Mm -hmm. But um, but I'm so I'm actually kind of protective of my community as well because I'm worried about the people coming in because you know Surya knows as well from from being in our community. There's been a couple people like hijacking our chat now, uh, mm -hmm. and, and and we're that we're still small and and I can only imagine amplifying it by twenty. All of a sudden, like no one wants to engage in a sea of crap, you know? So um, mm -hmm. that's actually why the LinkedIn newsletter, uh, other things is um, two thoughts. The first one is if I'm trying to make NFTs approachable to the normies and the fleshies, um, I feel, I still think that there's power in email. Uh, and I'm actually thinking about 
curating all the best highlights and all the announcements from the Discord and sending a, a weekly email so that people don't feel like they're missing out. And I think I always believe that curation is value. So if you're able to curate the most important things that they need to know about to feel like they're part of the community and they're in the know, and they're then then that there I, I think we have a chance. Um, and if they don't want to engage in in, a, in, a, in the community, uh, or I don't want to be too overly dependent on the Discord community to to share helpful information, um, mm -hmm. the LinkedIn newsletter and I think the the email the email newsletter is going to help. Um, For sure. And you know what? I still believe, again, this space is super new. Nobody knows how to do this the right way yet. And so everything you said, I'm probably going to try to, I mean, I'm going to ask you, like, how's that going? And if it's going well, we're probably going to implement the same thing, you know? Yeah. And I think um, there's just so much, I feel like, that, um, again, the space is, like, so, 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 so new. So I do keep thinking about all that, too. Like, I'm like, okay, like, maybe... I'm even thinking we're not even going to tell people that there is a whitelist. <laughs> like I've been like thinking about that as well. Like maybe I could just um, like the power of like reaching out. Like maybe I can reach ten thousand just by word of mouth. I know that sounds crazy, but I just kind of feel that way. Knowing what I know about you and the people behind <laughs> your project, I mean, you guys are already like a million followers in some form or fashion. So. Uh, you can stop being humble right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just like thinking out loud. Like, I'm like, man, this whitelist thing, like, because they're like, oh, you're going to put a cap on your whitelist, cap on your whitelist. I'm like, why? Like, I'm thinking, what if, like, I just mint it all separately and just mint it? And then on mint day, maybe there's only like 10 left. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know what's right. Like, I really um, but. So, so what I've, I've learned from my blockchain developer is that putting people onto the whitelist uh, also is a pretty expensive endeavor uh, mm -hmm. because you exhaust gas fees in order to just deploy that into the smart contract. Um, so that's something to consider. Another thing is um, I actually posted this on Twitter not long ago, but I mean, maybe a consideration could be a stealth launch as well. A lot of people... Mm -hmm. um, some projects, I can't remember, I'll have to do some research more, but some projects did a stealth launch where they didn't announce it. And if you were following that project, and if you were like one of those OGs from day one, you're just engaged in the community, then you'll know that the launch happened. <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so uh, that's one way to go about it. But um, it's no, it's not a right or wrong. It's just whatever works compatibly. Right, yes. right. But, right. But I like yeah. that idea too. I like that idea too. I hate the idea. I mean, I want my community to like market and spread the word, of course, but I don't want them to, I don't, I don't know. I just worry. I just think of this ego power trip that some creators have. They're like, mm. you know, do these 20 things and maybe I'll consider. And I, I just hate the tone of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. I get it. Yeah, so I'm like, oh yeah, there's got to be, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep, that's something that is a constant discussion for us because, you know, we're launching later than uh, your collection. So uh, we're definitely talking about how to do that properly to the right people to engage the right way. And um, yeah, that's a definite open conversation. So for collectors out there, getting on people's whitelist is very interesting. Um I still think the old-fashioned way of just networking and caring about a project is how you get to know about these things early and, and being involved in that project. Um, it's going to get harder and harder for the quick bag, uh, the, the, the quick way to make money in this space. Like, I think it's going to get harder. So um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll keep you... Oh, another thing is... I, I mean, there's no science to this either, but... I think I need to do more like YouTube lives and Twitter spaces and all that stuff because, and also, also on the discord as well, because I think the convert you can't, you can't hide, you know, when you're doing like vocal meetings and live meetups like this, uh, I think the people who actually start vocalizing, asking great questions and you can't really hide behind that. And I think those are the folks probably should be considered for a whitelist as well. So oh think, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah. So you can't do that with the the, the low cost outsourced uh, engager. 
uh, I think that'll help sniff through that. So anyway, just a thought I had. Yeah, for sure. Because like I still want to, what we found um, in our project already, even before we even announce our project, is that certain like parts of our team members. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to use my biggest team member, Andy Wynn. He's a big, uh, uh, you know, he has a big following on Instagram, and Instagram is traditionally known for negative, negative communities against NFTs, um, and that whole space even. But we found at least for his community, which is really interesting, maybe it's a turn of the tide, but he announced that he's been now working on a project and we haven't said anything yet, but I'll tell you what, his phone hasn't stopped ringing. <laughs> and so, um, and it trickled into my phone because he tagged me on all those posts and now my phone has a ton of messages that we have to get back to. And it's really interesting how it, it was a mo- lot more positive feedback, which is really great. So that just tells you again, like, because most of his feed and my feed are like similar. I'm just like smaller than his. And it's all all around entrepreneurship and food. And the fact that those two communities really like the projects that we're trying to work on, I think that's really cool. So hopefully this this project resonates with everybody once we get there. And I think it helps his time. The timing was good. And the the nfts that he did share it's just like yeah that's andy so it doesn't doesn't seem like he's out of out of character like Mm -mm. it didn't communicate that he's probably looking for the bag i mean you can clearly tell and he's always he's always he's taken 10 20 years to actually build the credibility that he has true you know what i mean so yeah a lot of people can come out and market aggressively but there's a lot of people who people support them just because of their reputation. And yeah. so I think Andy's been been pretty consistent about his 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 love for fashion and NFTs are are just just the perfect next step for him. It just makes total sense. Yeah. If anything, I was like, why didn't we do this sooner? <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's always it, it's always that, right? But no. I'm yeah, I I always feel like I'm 3 months too late. It's not even like by a lot, I'm always like, oh, am I three months late? Am I? <laughs> but we're still ahead of the rest of the population, yeah. and we're even more ahead in the food business as well. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I think we always beat ourselves up about we're we're so late, but we're not. Yeah, and um, we're yeah, late if we never. We're late if we never do it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, this is an encouragement to everyone that's out there. No one's late. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, have there been any cool NFT projects that you've been pretty excited about or any cool business models that you're just like, oh, that's right. That's really brilliant. Um, any of them that have stuck out to you? Mm, I've been, uh, I've definitely been learning a lot about the space on like, like language and like that made me like look up projects that are doing like a really good job communicating. Um, and also just. I'm still in, it's also interesting when certain projects get so much hype. And when I read it, I'm like, this is not going to be that great. Like, like, <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm like, what? I don't, but you know, I, I get very confused by that still. Um, I know art wise, cause I've been art wise. We've been looking at a lot of projects. Like I'm very excited about weather report. It looks amazing. Weather report. You got to look at it. It looks amazing. And the guys are doing a really good job of infusing the apparel world already. Okay. And I'm like, wow, I'm I'm pretty impressed. Invisible friends. Yes. Uh, the artist is sick. So I'm oh. like, this is amazing. Just on art alone, I don't even care. I don't even know what the utility is. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm just like, who cares? The art's really good. So I feel like there's still good vibes collections later. Or I mean, not later, but that's happening today, where the art's just really, really good. Um, I heard the doodler. You know the actual doodling artist? Have you seen him before? Where he takes a big a black sharpie and doodles all over the wall? Have you seen that artist? He's pretty famous. I forgot his name. Wait, he's on the wall? That sounds like my kid at 40. Yeah. No, but he's like, he takes this fat sharpie and makes these crazy doodle designs all around the wall. No. Okay, I got to find his name. But he's dropping a collection and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I'm kind of curious because his art's super cool to look at. Um and then I, I know that, uh, I mean, I was looking at, um, oh, 
I was trying to remember the other project, Tasty Bones. Yeah, yeah. It has it has um the Doodles vibes, right? It does. It has that vibe, but they're adding a food component, which is interesting. Um, and I got turned on to the Fries Dow. <laughs> And uh, they're trying to become about this on Twitter a little bit, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I dug more into it the other day. And I was like, there's a lot of things that they're trying to do that's similar to what we're doing, I guess. But we just made it a lot more fun. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay. So if anybody's interested in the, I'll tell you, hand over fist, your project is way better. And I'm not just saying that because I know you and you're my friend. What they're doing, because I'm I'm in the franchise world. So so Uh... I, I have strong opinions about this. What they're doing is that they're just raising money and they're going to try and approach a bunch of different fast casual brands to buy a franchise. Um, a couple of things come to mind. The first one is um, it could it's I think it's probably triggering some securities issues uh, because I, I think. Ton. Yeah, <laughs> my attorney, actually, my attorney's on here somewhere, Don. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be triggering some securities issues. But the other thing is that I've seen what they've done so far. They're like approaching Subway and they're approaching like all these brands that I, no offense to them, but they're not, I don't know if that's going to be in the best value or interest to, to the Dow holders. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, and I worry that they don't have like a good operations team to actually steward the funds. It's, it's easy to buy a franchise, but it's much harder to operate one and actually yes. generate profits and grow and all that stuff. So, and I'm not sure how to, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I can't wait for your, uh, <laughs> no, should be thank done. you. No, thank you. No, Cause I, I saw, I saw what they were doing and I was like, ah, oh, they have some similar ideas. And then now that I've been learned up by our lawyer friend uh, that's in the chat, I just kind of saw it and I said, oh, you know, there's a couple of red flags going on, right? So there are some interesting things, definitely. Um, so just just continuing to learn, continuing to see. I've definitely connected with some um, smaller operations that have these big dreams, which has been really cool. Uh, there was a CPG brand of the East Coast that reached out and um, was working on like a kind of like a hummus snack, but as an NFT fundraise. And... Um, honestly, the guy is such a great dude. His name was Tyler. We're connecting again, and um, maybe he watches this. But I really uh, felt the passion of what he wanted to do, and we just like ch- you know just sharing about each other's project, and like it's it's still great to he- like it's great to hear because like when I share mine versus their smaller one based on their one brand, people go, "Oh my god, dude, you're working on something huge, man!" <laughs> like I'm working on something so small, but I'm like, "No, no, no!" Like none of that matters. I think it's great that you're utilizing this new technology into your brand, regardless of the size of your project. It, 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 it can still do so much. And I really believe that. And so I still encourage the smallest, the biggest ideas in this space. I encourage it like crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. I think um, I, I like to believe that my, my project is small, um, but I feel like I'm, I'm making it a deeper. I, I mean, for me, it's more like I'm trying to go a little bit deeper than wide. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the the small guys can't be discouraged. I I've, I know how they feel because I'm just like, holy cow, these ten thousand collections, these twenty thousand collections are selling out like that. Like, I don't have the marketing power to even like get even close to that. But but you can do something and. Uh, you're still ahead and it's it's about like the the small following that you do have that is hardcore and your biggest fans and i this is just allowing these small creators and these artists to to actually reach our wider audience than that they otherwise couldn't have you know so yeah they should still continue on they should still contact kevin (laughs) (laughs) let's go back to some basic questions i know we're getting deeper into deep deep uh topics what if we, because I, I, I always, always want to do this because our title is guys who don't know NFTs talking about NFTs because we want more people that don't know about this space to look at this stuff, right? Sure. So let me just ask you a question, Paul. Like why would a existing brand today and in any, maybe not in every industry, but a few, like, you know, a lot of industries, name like one reason why you think it's important for them to utilize this technology or what this is. 
That's a good question. And yeah, thanks for recalibrating that. Um, I think, I think companies need to, I guess if anything, we're going to use the restaurant industry, right? Mm -hmm. I think the restaurant industry has a really difficult time being innovative. Uh, and I think that NFTs and blockchain in general are inevitable technologies. And I think that uh, it's so hard to find a, a large loyal following uh, and to have people who actually feel loyalty because there's so much competition now, right? It's mm -hmm. so cutthroat. People don't, you, you, you do have so many options when it comes to food. How do you build, like, how do you sink your, your, your claws deeper into the customers? Not in a violent way, but like to build <laughs> more loyalty yeah. and to make them feel like they're part of, of the brand. Uh, I think community, again, community is going to be what, what thrives you. Uh, yeah. And knowing that, like, how are you building a community right now? Like a loyalty card, stamp card? Like, no way. Um, and so, uh, gosh, I, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, but. Um, no, for sure. No, I mean, that that's something that I think uh, just staying on topic is like the more we discuss about like everything you just talked about and everything like else of why we're so excited about the space, constantly recalibrating to that. I feel like as people are watching, they'll see what 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 the excitement's all about. Like I I I because like I I'm getting so deep in this space where I'm starting to like think crazy thoughts. Like like the big change from Web One, Web Two to Web Three is that like what we all know today is because we're living in Web Two, which is the age of social media, information and large brands and companies where right now the majority stake of influence and power and money is held by large, large brands, correct? Like that's kind of how I see it. This big shift in unlearning that's about to happen, the power shift goes to the people. And I know that sounds like really like whatever, anti-capitalism or anti-whatever, like, you know, democracy or something. It's not. Like, Imagine, like I was imagining even like, let's say you lived in a, a town with like five brands that you always go to, but besides being a loyal customer there, what if you could just invest in that business? Like genuinely invest in that business where that business could start working on quality to your life because those are the brands you interact with because that's what you're doing. And if there's enough people that believe in those few brands that you interact with every day, you're literally bettering the lives of those in your community by investing in it. Yeah. Which is like, so like I even thought about the restaurant space and this is going to sound like I'm crazy. Please. But, it. but what if one day with this collection that, you know, that we're looking into in the food space, one of these restaurants that we create for that pocket community, wherever, what city that is that we're serving, we, we start not caring about like as in we focus so much on the quality, that location is no longer going to make money, right? But be, it'll serve the community to feed them to buy into our Web3 projects. So it's flipped upside down where the restaurant is now just a billboard to our Web3 brand. Mm, that's pretty cool. No, what you're saying is like, it's the difference between scarcity mindset and abundance mindset, right? Yeah. If it's interesting, like when, when you're cutting corners and you're just trying to make a buck uh, and you're feeling desperate, you're going to cut corners and you're going to serve a horrible and less su subpar experience. Right. But if you come from like an abundance mindset where your funds, your, your web two project, your web three project is fully funded. There's incredible profits uh, from, from web three like you can actually focus on doing a great job. Like you're not in a rush to like yield quarterly, monthly profits and right. you can actually take care of your people because you know, the long game is they're going to come back and fund and fuel the rest of your, like, what is it? You, you, you should cast more value than you capture. Right. Mm. Um, I, I think that's a brilliant idea. Cause like the examples that I see in the market that are doing this are the large brands. But now I feel like, because we're flipping on flipping it on its head, it's going to be spread out more. So like you don't have to rely on like I mean the Amazons of the world. Amazon Prime, the video, 
the video service that they do, the streaming service they do, they don't make any money doing that. <laughs> they don't make any money doing it. There's no way they make money doing that. But they have that service because it's just another bill, a giant billboard for them of making money everywhere else with their brand name on it. That's the value add for sure. It's great. Like, and I was like, oh my God, small brands can do this now. Actually, Kevin, can I do you mind if I take backtrack of that like for example, that hummus snacks person? Yes. How would you envision just like how we did it with you know Henry and his restaurant question? Yeah. Uh, how would you how would what would be a way that a small creator be able to take advantage of of NFTs? So a small CPG brand like him, I think where you could start engaging is once you create the collection, I would focus again on community engagement and um, what the individual will get from that engagement. So it almost creates like a subscription to your brand, right? And to, to start getting all of that moving at once, there's all these different pieces. I wouldn't just create a random piece of art. I would actually make a piece of art that's intentional, that inv invokes some sort of emotion and some sort of connection to the community that you're servicing. Maybe it's a, I don't know too much about his brand, but let's say it was like a health snack. I would really focus the art towards like the health community and they could rep that as their, you know, PFP profile picture. Right. And then just the art itself and the rarity and the gamification of that and how fun that is, that helps fundraise into the subscription of getting those products delivered to you and engaging in that process. And the more that the NFT collection does well, the more, this, this subscription box can grow and now you have the best like quality uh, snack box that's arriving to your house in, in the categories that you care about with these hummus snacks. That's like the ultimate goal, wouldn't it? And so by having this really fun way of engagement on the NFT side, it allows you to just pour in that revenue into creating the best products possible. And imagine that for every category of CPG in your house, I'd be rocking my brands because I invested in them. It's yeah. like you don't have to go build a t-shirt company to make shirts for you. You're going to go invest in a t-shirt company that makes shirts for you. Like that's crazy to me. Just the thought. I mean, I'm doing this. Like, it's, it's like I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like my brain's going nuts again. But no, no, um, no, not this. Don't don't restrict it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so that's like where my thought goes, even with the CPG brand, is like if I loved the hummus snacks, it'd be really cool to make that experience better for me, right? And for other people that I talk to that loves this hummus snack. That's really what it is. It's like maybe there's a thousand of us that love this snack. Like I I mean I personally, now I'm thinking about like my fridge. Like, what do I love that I always order, <laughs> right? Somebody mentioned Costco chicken. Yeah, I love Costco chicken, you know? <laughs> you know, what if like, you know, there's a thousand of us that get Costco chicken every single week. Wouldn't we care about investing into it so the Costco chicken's even better that eventually when we buy one chicken, we get two? Like, that'd be crazy. Like, I'd be like, what? I get two chickens now for the price of one because I invested in it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, that'd be, that'd be kind of bonkers because like, you know, and then and we get this like cool other thing that we could utilize in a completely different space that has utility. Like that's what's like really interesting about this space. And whoever could architect that community path and like utility growth in their brand is gonna dominate and win individually. Dominate in a good way. I mean that in a more, you know, not in a scary dominate. <laughs> we are using like t sinking our teeth and yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And, and i also have a joke for you uh if he kills it in the hummus game it's it's gonna be called a homicide <laughs> oh god ah oh, these jokes dude they're so upsetting <laughs> you know so there's actually a discord channel in mine called lame jokes and uh and don actually just made a, a joke not long ago i can't oh, remember man. No, um, I know you guys have that channel. I avoid it like the so I'm, I'm like looking for like the remove member button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every time I'm I see like, it, mute this channel. 
Yeah, no, it's no, it's it, it's just like my brain just goes and goes and goes and how to make this like you know the utility behind this technology. I know right now we're only looking at the NFT side, but like there's so much cool stuff with blockchain and the contract side too that I think is really interesting. Um, you know, you, the franchise. You know, we talk about franchises. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way to create a contract so we can get rid of accounts payable. And your franchises could just pay through the contract automatically month by month. Yes, that uh, real estate, a lot of legal stuff. Oh, there's so much more utility. So yeah, NFTs are the sexy part, but the the, the technology behind it. Uh, if if it you know with the rising costs of like labor and errors and human greed and selfishness, if that could all go away if we engineer the smart contracts properly. Yeah, because it's really just, whoop, it'll just take it right from their account straight into your account month on month. All yep. engineering. Yeah. So so if you're talking about, like, for example, the restaurant industry, right? Like, uh, sorry, I I know we're running a little bit over. Are you still good on time? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm, uh, let me double check. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good until one thirty. Okay, no worries. But I, I just finished the thought that with restaurants, um, I can imagine like smart contracts being able to, yeah, like you said, everything is already like all the data is already per transaction. Uh, royalties, payroll can be done that way if you engineer it properly. Oh, yeah, that'd be You've awesome. eliminated a lot of the accounts payable, uh, like labor, um, store managers, for example, right now they report to me with like sales figures, like all that can go away yeah. with, with smart contracts. Honestly, I feel like taxes would be easier. Yeah. A lot of CPAs wouldn't exist. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, no, no. The CPAs actually get to be more valuable. Ah, by, yes. By, not do, by, by doing less administrative work. But more strategy. And it's yeah. already been all generated for them to make better decisions with. I, I think that's the biggest problem with small businesses. And that's actually a much larger goal. If we can create technology to where data is curated for small business owners the same way that a large company with a large staff can do it, we've leveled the playing field and small business yeah. owners can make better decisions, can grow. So like you said, decentralization isn't necessarily eliminating capitalism. You're just making it benefit everyone. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. It can't go. I don't think everything needs to be on the space, like every, every, every single piece of paper, whatever, but like definitely much more than it is today much yeah. more than it is today and i think uh i'm just glad that this space is getting so much attention right now and it'll lead to some crazy things uh seeing how people are moving how big companies are moving because they're trying to land grab right so um in the midst of that encourage all and every small business medium size to jump in and yeah it'll be fun actually if since nfts are Actually, that's made, you made me realize something. Everybody's looking at NFTs right now. That just means that the more forward-thinking people are thinking about what we just talked about. People, yes. What are you going to use the underlying technology for? Because everybody's doing the short-sighted NFT money grab, flipping, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but the real wealth go, belongs to the people who are just like, okay, what can the technology actually do for real estate and for restaurants? Yes. And yes. For that? if you become that platform, you're the one that's, truly going to make it <laughs> yeah. i feel like nfts will stay around in the long term in the sense of the collecting market will exist it won't be as super popular as it is today but i feel like it'll exist in the sense of like it becomes more niche but i also think um it's still going to have a huge play with marketers forever into the future um in a more wide use case um, but it's going to stay with mark like the whole marketing side of every business. Will it be as like huge? I don't, I don't really think so, but who knows? But I do know that in the next, uh, at least in the next three to five, it's going to be extremely important because it's going to launch a bunch of stuff into the air. So it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're here for it. So yep. <laughs> um, any parting thoughts before we, uh, before we end for the day yes uh please 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 as you join the space educate yourself on security first <laughs> oh. that is my parting words 
And, and please reach out to anybody in the space and just talk to them. We'd love to talk about it. So. Yeah. Um, I have to echo that very much too. And also don't, don't be over. This is a perfect learning lesson on being overly dependent on technology, being overly dependent on, you just automatically trust things. Uh, yeah. Not, not a fun topic, but it's also not fun, uh, you know, being, being rug pulled or being, being, uh, being robbed or being taken advantage of. So, um, yeah, that was a deeper episode today. That was less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was, I think it was good. I hope that people got good information out of it. I mean, that's like the, the whole point of all this, right? We're just trying to give out whatever we're learning and all the hiccups along the way. So other people don't have to. So, yeah. Well, yep. thank you. Thank you for making time for me, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you and everyone else next week at the very latest. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. See you guys. <laughs> Are you driving a big bus? Uh, this is my waves. It just looks like I'm doing wheels because the screen is like so close to my face. It's like, jeez, oh, I still need to go back a little bit more. But anyway. <laughs> You can, all right. yeah, are we still, still alive? alive? Oh, we are? Oh. <laughs>